want to get this out of the way, sort of at the beginning. Welcome to Hitbox. It's a podcast about video games, past, present, and future, where I, Peter Hunt Spitek, talk to my good friend Justin Makovich about video games. And before we really talk about video games, I want to talk to you about uh, one of my other great passions, and that is cereal. Are you a fan of cereal? I've eaten cereal Justin? before. Okay. That was a weird answer uh, for what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> But but like are you like I I love I love cereal. Are are you? A- I have to be honest. I have I have probably removed cereal from my diet um, okay. almost completely. Um, yeah, that, that had to do. I I, I lost a couple years ago about forty five pounds of, yeah, yeah. of human weight, and part of that was just kind of changing my eating habits, and particularly not really eating much for breakfast consistently. Mm-hmm. And cereal for me has always been linked with breakfast, so sure. I've kind of not done it anymore. I've eaten some like fiber based breakfast things, in the in, like uh, grape nuts. I have a box of those that have been sitting on my fridge for probably like two months. But um, as yeah, all boxes, I, I, of grape I, nuts I've, live. I've kind of stopped with the cereal. Okay. 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 So I don't, I mean, I don't eat cereal for breakfast because I have things to do in the the, like during the day, but, um, I, I, I have also tried to like cut down on my cereal consumption because I'm like an adult. Uh, but, but me and my mom, we love cereal and we always talk about how we want to have it, but we don't. And so yesterday night I was like, all right, mom, like we have no plans for dinner. What if we go to like jewel and grab you know a few boxes of cereal try a few ones out you know just just to see what's up so we did and so we got we got i think three or four boxes of cereal and we were having a good time eating them and then like at the beginning of our dinner we're eating them and she's like hey is the milk bad i was like no i like no i just think you don't like these pumpkin spice cheerios because she's like yeah i don't like them like okay that's fine i'll finish them the ones that you poured so i'm gonna have a little bit of those and then i'm gonna continue eating my cereal and then i went to like i finished my bowl so i'd eaten two bowls of cereal at this point oh no and then i like was thinking i was like it shouldn't be tangy like cereal is traditionally not known for being having sort of a tang to it so i picked up the milk and i smelled it and, oh, it was bad. And it, it, the weird thing is it hadn't, like, passed its expiration date. It was just sour or whatever. I'm not sure, like, the properties of milk. It, it was probably a little thick, right? I I mean, it, who's to say when it's mixed with cereal? You know That's what I'm saying? True. That is true. But so the problem was I had just had two bowls of cereal, like, worth of bad milk. And, I mean, I think that speaks to a few problems with me. The first being like I have no control, obviously, because I just con- I didn't care. I just kept eating, and I was like, the tang is part of the experience. <laughs> uh, but then also, I mean, I'm pretty lactose intolerant, just as most of us are, as we right, which is an even more shocking uh, side to this story, <laughs> right? But then I was sort of sitting there, and I was thinking about like, yo, this is gonna be bad, huh? Like, uh, and I was like feeling these feelings of like regret, and like <laughs> I was thinking about, okay, so where am I gonna be tonight? that is going to be safe for me and for everyone in this household. And I guess my question is, that was a long story to ask the question of, do you ever eat something and you instantly are like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that, like like worried about what's to come? Um, yes. Uh, so you, you said how you had to pl- plan what you did the second day, like you were thinking about what you're doing today yes, after yes. eating that cereal. Um, that is my experience with specifically uh, foods such as White Castle. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love White Castle, but like you need it's a two day investment because yes. the next day your tummy is not going to feel great and you're going to no. need to be available. 
Right, um, right. I also really wanted to do, there's this uh, wing place um, on, I think it's Ogden in Naperville called Crosstowns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there. I went there a lot in, uh, in college. And I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, and they have the ghost pepper wings. That sounds like something I would hot. not enjoy. And, and yeah. I wanted to, I've wanted to do that. I've wanted to try those wings, mm-hmm. but my only experience with those wings was I went into the bathroom once when I was there, um, and there was a guy in there over the sink, bloodshot eyes. Oh, my gosh. And he just looked at me like he had seen <laughs> the end of times and said, okay. don't do the ghost pepper wings. <laughs> and then he ran back in the bathroom, and I was like, you know what? I think uh, I think I'm not going to do that now. I need oh, to plan waiter. for this. Yeah, but yeah. I do. they do have these uh, peanut butter and jelly ones, which I wings? highly recommend. They're on their secret menu. Uh-huh. And it's a Thai peanut sauce on the wing, and then they have like a raspberry like drizzle that you put on top. Oh, okay. And it okay. is so good. Um, I, I recommend getting those. But yeah, I can't, I can't say the ghost pepper challenge will happen to me because I'd have to plan probably more than a day, to be honest. I think yeah. that's going to have some long-term effects on my body. But Yeah. So, sorry, not to get too like blue or gross or anything or crass or, or what have you but i did i had that experience and i figured you are similar to me yeah have it's you, like have you considered yeah. just not having regular milk anymore yeah so i i try to do my part for the both my body and the environment right to <laughs> i mean i mean i i consume a lot of like uh what, what's the one what's the what's the nut almond sorry Oh, okay. Forgot the name of almonds. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a decent amount of almond milk, and Elena has got me into the the oat milk. Oh yeah, oat milk is super good. That that's I was gonna recommend that if you haven't done it, but it's I do too I thick do that for me personally. Yeah, it like changes cereal a little bit. But here's a recommendation: if you have the right type of cereal and you get the vanilla oat milk, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. is so good. I will say that like the chocolate oat milk and stuff, I do. I do vibe with, but, um, I, I only have, I only have regular milk on, on special occasions. So last night was like last was, night. On yeah. Night. But then turns out it is, it was horribly spoiled, <laughs> but all right, Justin, I want to talk to you about video games. And, uh, before we sort of get into, to our, our big topics today, what, uh, what have you been playing since, Pew! since we last spoke? Pew! Oh, that your sound. Pew! I forgot. Do you know what that that bad sound effect is that I'm like making a la- with my like mouth? a laser? Uh, sort of. Uh, you might call it a repulsor ray because I did it. I ripped the bandaid off. I purchased <sighs> the Avengers. Okay. I did it. How is it? Okay, so um, it is better than the beta in terms of mm-hmm. the single player stuff. Um, I feel like the balance is a little bit better it's a little bit cleaner than some of the issues i was having mm-hmm. um with uh the bait and the single player stuff uh, it, so that that i think is a little bit better like i think the beta they released they didn't really update that beta specifically but they you know had four weeks to at least fix some of those problems up um the the thing is i haven't gotten to the multiplayer yet which is where i'm hearing a lot of the technical issues kind of show their ugly face in that and i probably put about 5 hours into the actual campaign aspect of it okay. and it's it's pretty good like i i'm enjoying yeah. the story a lot it's really keeping me going um i i i, I am yet to um 
speak on the fact if it's worth $60 just for the campaign. But sure. I, I am really enjoying going around just beating people up with, with my heroes. Um, we have just recently have been unlocking Iron Man. He's pretty fun. Um, I really like Kamala Khan a lot. Um, Hulk is still terrible. That's not been changed since the beta, but you know. Yeah, I have I've heard actually a lot in the past week and a half or however long it's been since the game came out about like people are saying, okay, the beta didn't do a great job really representing how this game how good this game is. I mean, it obviously represents the gameplay pretty well, but but you know, you, you see the complexity to the gameplay with people who have played it for a while and unlocked those perks and skill trees and or whatever and it seems like it is a game that people are enjoying a lot. It seems like it's a game that I would potentially enjoy. It's just, I don't know if the $60 price tag is worth it for what I would do for a single player experience because the games of service type thing doesn't do much for me, uh, especially with a game like that. Right. And and also on top of that too, like the the character progression stuff, you will barely scratch the surface of that in a single player until oh, you yeah. do a multiplayer. You, you might fill out a couple of each of the skill trees, but the skill trees are definitely meant to be max level, which is what you're going to reach in the multiplayer. So you're only going to scratch the surface of those things. So if you really want to see the character differences, I can't recommend just playing the single player alone. But I do have to say the characters feel very different from each other. Um, and looking through those skill trees, like by the time you get to level 50, you're not only going to have choices of your own character and how to make them different, but I think each one is going to feel vastly different from each other, which is something I was kind of worried about when I was first playing that beta, that they're all going to kind of feel the same. Yeah. Um, and so far, and you know, really diving into the final product, I, I think it's going to be good in terms of having each character feel distinctly different from each other. So... I did it. Um, I, I I I did it, and I'm 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 ashamed, but I've done it. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing: if if you are liking it, then no no reason to be ashamed. I mean, and, and that's the thing too. It's like from what I've read about it, it, turns out, hey, this is actually a pretty good game that that a lot of people are enjoying. So, props to you, though. I mean, I mean, I I think that it is impressive to me the kind of hype that's surrounding it now is much is so much different than it was surrounding the beta so much so that it convinced you someone who didn't like the beta to buy the game and turns out you actually enjoy it so well i I would say the beta too also kind of convinced me to do it because i kept thinking about it afterwards you know like all the negative stuff and just me thinking about playing it kind of like kept me on that path Mm -hmm. um and when people were talking about the story like i figured the story was going to be okay anyway right but people were like, I'm having fun of this game in spite of the fact that this game is broken. And I'm like, okay, well, if they're saying that and I can have fun playing it, I guess I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I have no self-control, so. Okay, so I have been playing uh, Persona 5. I'm I'm at the the end. Last night, I got to the point where I was like, yo, I have to go to bed (laughs) in 30 minutes. Like, I have 30 minutes until I need to be done to go to bed. And it was the kind of thing where I was like, well, like, I have the option to go start this boss fight, or I could wait. I did start it. I did finish it. Uh, like, did not the whole game. Did it take 30 minutes, or did it take more? It took, like, 35. So okay, I was like, okay, all right. Because because I did it I, I, I did it on my first try, too, which has not always been my uh, experience with, with boss fights and RPGs and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I'm... I'm enjoying it thoroughly i'm very excited because i think i'm at like the actual end now because last week i was saying that you know it feels like i'm getting towards the end but there's definitely going to be some twists and turns Mm -hmm. and those twists and turns have happened and they were incredible Uh, and then addition what's it i was gonna say the good thing too you kind of can tell when it's going to end because isn't on like a school calendar so like you're you're at least calendar wise aware of when it can end after a school year no well so i think it starts in like january or like february 
And I'm then, unfamiliar with how school I don't know how to work in Japan, I guess. Well, they had they had a summer vacation that was like two weeks long. So I don't think it, I I don't they know do how it wrong. Uh, they I don't do know, it man. And also because I mean, it's like December 10th, I think, or something like that. So it's not super lined up with with how our American school year goes but it's 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 a good game and additionally so i sat down with uh i I got on my elliptical and i have my xbox hooked up to the tv in front of there and not my playstation so i was like all right what do i have on my xbox that is going to be able to catch my attention for an hour at a time that i can play through and i was looking through the games that i've saved that were like games with gold you know and i was like ooh, there's this game coffee talk that is like I've heard good things about it. It's like a visual novel. Seems like something that'll be fine for me to play for, you know, I'll, I'll beat it in, you know, four hours or whatever. You play as a barista in a coffee shop and talk, you talk to people. Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I didn't know that it was like a fantasy game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so literally the first text is like, it's so it says uh, Seattle, uh, June, tw- uh, Seattle, September 22nd, 2020. And I was like, oh, okay, that's like now and it said it's been six months since the race war ended and i was like hmm. oh <laughs> hmm. go on <laughs> and <laughs> like it's like i it, that's very interesting i'm curious what that means <laughs> in right? the context of this video game and then so like ah, oh, it's it's like elves and, and orcs and stuff and then they're talking and they're like yeah and there's like this new virus outbreak that's like seems like it's gonna be really dangerous and i was like you know i what the fuck i can't i had to stop i had to stop <laughs> it was it was um it was just like a little bit too much i was like maybe i don't need to be doing this and also what? like the dialogue was a little too like witty when did the game come out? Like a month ago? No, no. I mean, I think um, two years. Oh, oh, wait, January twenty twenty. Was well, that's still amazing foresight for the game? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, so I didn't know that it was this year. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to be done just because the dialogue was a little too like. Uh, Joss Whedon for me, but everyone is that way, you know. So everyone's but, but like Joss Whedon in Justice League rather than Joss correct, Whedon cor- in Avengers, correct? Or Firefly or whatever. Um, so how how do you play a game on an elliptical? I would find that that difficult to do. Um, I so it's like a seated elliptical. So I just sit there and I have my controller. So is up. it a bike? Um, no, I mean like okay. So you know the movement that you do on an elliptical? Yeah. It's like that, but sit down. So you you don't have pedals. So you're not going in a circle. It's more okay. like it's like a sitting sitting elliptical, like you'd use at a desk, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, okay. it, it wouldn't be able to fit underneath a desk or anything like that. But it's it's the kind of thing where like it's not challenging enough for me to use in a short period of time. So I I have to be on it for like an hour to feel like I've done any sort of work, <laughs> and and but if I'm gonna be on a, the elliptical for an hour, I need something to like entertain myself because I'm a giant baby and oh, yeah, I need no, like boring. I can't be alone with my thoughts for an hour. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've been searching for a game to play on there, but it was nice when we were doing Fortnite last week because I was just like, yeah, all right, let's get let's see how many matches we can get done here. But yeah, because I remember you bringing up that last week and then i i w- it was just sitting with me i'm like how is someone playing fortnite on an elliptical that seems well actually impossible. i i mean i've i've when i when i used to go to gyms back when we could go places and do things uh i i really like the stair machine 
So I would go get on the Stairmaster for like an hour and I bring my switch and I would just hold the, the, you know, just detach the joy cons and I just have them in my hands while I'm playing. So like, that's how I played a lot of, that's actually like the first games I played on switch were on a stair machine. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I needed something to do at the gym, but, uh, I played a lot of darkest dungeon back then and that was not uh. in do- like very good for working out. Yeah. Probably a little stressful. Just kind of sad. All right, but anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about Darkest Dungeons today. What are we here to talk about? We're, we're going to talk about two things. We're going to do. We're going to talk about a game that came out uh, like episodically, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, uh, there was some big gaming news this week, and that was that Microsoft revealed the worst kept secret in gaming, and that is that the Xbox Series S was in fact coming. And they announced the, the prices for the Series S the series, and the Series X and the their release dates, which are the same. I believe they're November 10th. So that's that was big news. And I think that Microsoft handled it really well. Well, you said Microsoft released it, but it was leaked initially. Right, right. Like, it was, like I know people have been talking about that it was a thing, but like mm-hmm. it was officially leaked by a website with like the specifics and how much it cost yeah. beforehand. And then didn't Microsoft like send out a tweet like really late in the in the evening slash early in the morning, like kind of confirming it? They they tweeted that meme of that like puppet monkey, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like the profile of the monkey and it's yep. like looking straight ahead and then it's like looking to the side, um, yep. which which I thought was really funny. And then they came out and they were like, all right, y'all, this is it's true. This is what we've been doing. This is all this stuff. They even said, um, yo, the Xbox One X, uh, the one. At, oh, my gosh. The Xbox Series S. They messed that up so bad um the xbox series s is actually so small that it's been sitting on uh, phil spencer's desk for or his like bookshelf behind him in all of, like the zoom call meetings and whatever that they've like press conferences and whatever that they've been doing and no one's noticed just because yeah, it's that, like it's that small. is so hilarious that they did that like those pictures yeah. i forget when that specific like conference was but like they, like it was there the whole time it was right under our noses yeah. we didn't see it that's that's like that's kind of cool yeah, but it, I, yeah. Xbox like tweeted that out at one in the morning um, on the eighth. So technically, it was like the the Monday night slash mm-hmm. Tuesday morning of a holiday. They yeah. tweeted that out to respond to it at that hour. Like that yeah. to me, that that tells you that they were on top of this. They were ready to do this. But like even how they handled it, I thought was pretty awesome. Oh, and and I I really think that they really like. They saw the situation and what was going on, and they were just like, you know what, screw it. It doesn't matter that this is not exactly how we had it planned. Because I think they came out and said that they were planning on, you know, talking about it either this week or next week anyway. But they were like, you know what, this isn't how we had it planned, but we are going to roll with this anyway and just be like, okay, cat's out of the bag. Boom. Xbox Series X. Boom. Xbox Series S. Here are the specs for the S. Here are the specs for the X. Um, and here are their prices. And the prices are insane. I think so. I'm I'm actually very excited about this uh, because we have we have the specs pulled up here. Uh, let's let's sort of take a look at these comparisons because, to my understanding, I don't know much about uh, hardware or or anything like that. But you do. You know a little bit more about that sort of stuff as you are uh, now a part of the PC I'm master PC race. gamer. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate you doing that because I was thinking that in my head. No, that's totally fine. Every day I keep looking for another monitor to buy. So like oh it, it's, it's, I've become crazy and I'm like, do I need another fan? I don't think I need another fan, but I need another fan. Right. Well, well, it, to me, it seems like the big difference other than so, things like load time and, and that sort of thing is the and like a, a disk drive, I think, 
uh, it, it is the difference between being able to game in 4K and being able to game in, what is it, 144p? Yeah, it's still a high pixel count, but it's not right. 4K. Um, so basically, like the if someone's going to ask which one to get, mm-hmm. I guess the initial thing I would say is, like, do you ever care about 4K gaming? Right. And if the answer is no, I would say, well, then you might consider getting the Series S. Mm-hmm. But I can't necessarily recommend you getting the Series S if you're into gaming in the same way that you would be. Like, if you're having that debate, you should get the X. Sure. In my yeah. opinion. Um, but basically, that would be the first kind of difference, the main one. But then it's the, do you need a Blu-ray player? Right, right. That's a big difference. And then um, the expa- the the uh, actual internal um, storage for it is like about half. half. Right? And yeah. that's problematic because there is no optical drive to put things in. And you're literally storing everything on there. Right. So if you're going to be an all-digital gamer, like the, the Call of Duty Warzone, I, I'm, I don't know those numbers in front of me, but I hear how crazy big that file is. Mm-hmm. You put that game on there, a couple other ones, and then that's it for it for an all-digital system. Yeah. The, the, to be honest, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before. I am a physical media kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's turning me off about the Series S is the uh, the lack of a of a disc drive. Just because, I mean, I don't I don't think I possess TVs that have 4K. I mean, I might in the future, but I guess you know, cross that bridge when you get there. And also, like the pixel resolution is not bad. <laughs> like, 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 right, right. It, what it, is it? One forty four. Yeah, it's still good. Not bad, but I think overall, like there, there is definitely differences in their power in terms of their speed, in terms of everything between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think, if you, regardless of if you're a, a physical gamer or not, I still think to future proof yourself, so you're not going to have to buy another thing down the the road. Yeah, like just invest the extra two hundred dollars to get the um, Series X if you're right. the kind of person who who really cares about having that that good game, like a, a good current gaming experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sounding negative on the Series S for a second here, but I'm not because at that price point, holy crud, that is going to be such a great thing for people to buy if they're just kind of casually wanting to play like Call of Duty or something like that. Like they don't need to buy this huge expensive system uh, at launch and they can still get all of the new stuff on Xbox and still play everything they could play in the Series X on the Series S. Well, and, and that's the whole thing is that uh, for, for me spending 300 bucks on a on a the new Xbox to be able to play the newest games and and you know have game pass and whatever else I think that that is awesome because I know it's I, I know that the difference between $500 and $300 is not that much in the long run but I, I mean it's especially in when you're looking at the price of consoles and gaming in general but at the end of the day like that is an awesome awesome deal for for people who are maybe on the fence about getting a next gen console to be like well i mean it's only 300 bucks like at launch you know so yeah if i'm a parent and i have two kids i can make a decision to get 
one Series X for them or spend a little bit more and get two Series Xs. And if I have two kids, I'm probably going to want two controllers anyway to get the Series X. And I, I'm right. spending almost the same amount on two systems for my kids that it makes them be able to play together, that they don't have that extra like fighting that they're mm-hmm. having over who gets to play Xbox today kind of thing. Right. And like that is such an amazing um, thing to offer for parents, kids, anyone who can do it, and not just for kids, even like more casual gamers who don't have um, a you know PC, but don't necessarily have the money to invest in um, both you know an Xbox uh, Series X S and a PlayStation Five. Like this could be if you have a PlayStation Five, like you could get this as your second console without hurting the the bank too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm I'm desperately looking for uh th- this article talking about how I think uh I don't remember the the name of the president of like games for Sony is or whoever they are. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Close. That was uh, sort of close. He was in one of the presentations, I think. Um, but but someone had said like, yo, the the retail price for the PS5 is gonna be maybe maybe more than what the retail price is for the Xboxes. Uh. Which, which, I mean, depending on how much more, I think that's going to be certainly something to talk about. And I think this episode is going up on the Wednesday when they're having the uh, that press conference. Which, I mean, they haven't confirmed that it's like the like the price announcement and release date announcement. But I mean, for me, it's kind of like, well, what else are they going to be talking about? Yeah, I think in the in the grand scheme of things, even if PlayStation was saying we're going to make it five fifty. They got to make it five, uh, five hundred or four ninety nine. Like there, I can't see like right. business wise, like how that can make sense for them to like get that extra fifty dollars when they can. You know, they're already the market leader. They're gonna have more people want to go to them anyway. They might as well just make the price competitive, so it kind of like shuts out the argument about Xbox versus PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's still like, you know, there's those independent gamers, those undecided gamers who, when they're looking at the two of them, they're like, well, the Xbox is more powerful. The it's faster. It has all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to look for the better system here, I might as well get the series X because it's also cheaper. So right. I would, I would predict that, that because of this price, PlayStation is going to go 499 um with their regular model of it and I think With they'd be the silly disc, not to. The disc, the disc like one. the physical yeah. copy one? Yeah. 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 How much how much would you say would you guess the uh discless one is? Well, see, that's where they can that's where they can be a little bit more, you know, potentially aggressive because yeah. even if the disc drive itself is worth $100, which I don't know if that's true or not, that seems like a lot, but say it is, right? Mm-hmm. And if they want to put that one at um, 399 to combat the 499, mm-hmm. that's still good, but like they're going to make more money on all the digital purchases anyway. Right. They're right. they're not going to lose money on people uh, going to GameStop anymore and re- buying pre-owned games. So they're going to make more money on those anyway in the actual software of the the thing. So they could be aggressive and say 350 for that, which mm-hmm. isn't as nice as the 299, but they could and they would still they might lose money there, but that would still in the long run get them more money um, yeah. on the software. Cuz they most companies lose money on hardware anyway. They're expecting right. that. So um I'm assuming if they're going to be aggressive and if they want to be competitive, they could do that without being too harmful on their bottom line yeah yeah so i uh had to write an article about this english company that that makes like gold-plated technology and like super high-end 
like very like luxury items. So they like but like bedazzled those like electric cars that kids ride around in. You know what I'm saying? But like with like real gems and stuff. Like that's the level of, of what it is. Or like like gold plated like iPhones and stuff. So they they revealed that they're doing a, a gold plated uh, PS4 uh, PS5 excuse me with like the the DualSense controller and the headset and the the, the difference between the so they're like it, it's in pounds so I don't I don't know off the top of my head what the exact conversion rate is but they're like eight thousand pounds which uh, uh, the money the not the measurement of weight <laughs> uh, they're they're like eight thousand pounds which is like eleven thousand uh, dollars US and uh, the the difference between the disc version and the discless version is a hundred pounds, which is like one hundred and thirty bucks. So I'm I'm curious what the, if that I mean that is not obviously anything official from Sony or whatever, but I'm curious what uh, if that hundred dollar price price tag is going to be the difference or if it's going to be smaller than that. I'm just thinking, if you have enough money to drop eleven grand on this, why are you fighting over if you get the disc or the discless one? You might as well get the one that's more money. I it's guess not w- like that extra hundred dollars is going to make or break you in this situation. Right, right. Well, they have another. They have an even more expensive version as well. So that's twenty four karat gold uh, plated one, or you can get eighteen karat rose gold. So if you don't Ooh. like like the gold color, but you want that kind of like pinky color for a little bit more, uh, th- then then they have options for you as well. Uh, so that's whack. Yeah, uh, you know, it, once we're done with this, just you know, shoot me a quick link to this. I might want to look that look look this uh, if we get our stimulus check. I might look into getting this. Oh sure, sure. The eight thousand dollars stimulus check that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> or, or sorry, eleven thousand um, dollar. That is that is at trulyexquisite dot com. I'll I'll ah. hit you with the link for that, Justin. But cool, cool, uh, maybe cool. I'll tweet that out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, if if you get that, uh, I would love to hear about it because that's insane. That is ridiculous. Do you have any, do you have anything else to say about this, or or is that kind of summarizing all of your your thoughts on the Xbox and and this? Uh, Xbox handled this uh, exceptionally well. Um, oh yeah. I think uh, not only did they handle it well, but like with it being two ninety nine for it, I think that that makes everything look so much better. That's going to be coming forward mm-hmm. uh, with this and even the Series X. I think it makes the Series X look more desirable in comparison because I think the difference is enough. That there's differences enough that would incentivize people to buy the 499 over the 299. But yeah. if you don't care and you just want a cheaper system, you're going for the 299 one. Like that's an easy sell for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, uh, Xbox can just uh, cross its arms and say your move, Sony, and see what they do. Yeah. If I, if I'm being completely honest, the Xbox Series S re- like announcement and release and and all that has actually gotten me pretty excited for it because. You know, I'm thinking about like, okay, well, if I got to drop the money on a new console this year, like how much am I realistically going to be able to spend and am I looking to spend? And if I can spend, you know, that 300 bucks on 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 that for a next gen system that is going to be exactly what I need, because again, I, I don't have a 4K TV or anything like that. So that, that's not really going to matter to me at this exact moment. And if I want to upgrade, I can you know, sell that obviously not for the same price, but I can still get, you know, make a little bit back from that and go from there. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a great move and people will buy both. I think the series yeah. S and the PlayStation five, and it'll be easy for them to do that. Mm-hmm. I had, I had someone at work was talking about how they were like, yeah, I'm probably going to get the series X for myself and then series S for streaming. And I was like, that's insane. Oh, that um, is kind of, that's a good idea. If you're that kind of person. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, that makes total sense, but I was just like, for me, I like that would be like, yeah, well, I got my Series S for upstairs and then Series X for downstairs when it's uh, gamer time. But 
so, so the next thing, I, I guess, that, the, the main thing that, we, that we're here talking about today is this game, 3 out of 10. Now, we both played it. it was, it's on the Epic Store for free, and it's, it's an episodic kind of game. So do you want to kind of describe what the game is and like what it's about and all that? So the, the game has been marketed as an interactive sitcom. And the best way to describe this uh, game would be like if it The Office happened um, or Parks and Rec happened in a video game studio. Um, but because it's a cartoon, it's a little bit, you know, they can get a little crazy with what yeah. they do um, with the episodes. Uh, and, you know, in fact, I don't know if you remember, um, they announced uh, the Apple TV um, series, uh, 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 what is that called? Mythic Quest. Sorry, that took me a while to get there. Have you heard of this show? No. Um, basically it's about like this successful, uh, game developer studio that, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their number one game mythic quest on top. And it's like kind of taking place in that. I haven't watched it personally because it's on Apple TV and like, who's going to pay extra money for Apple TV, Mm -hmm. not me. Um, but, uh, but like, I thought this was like that kind of same game with it. Um, and it was, it had a very, like a very kind of fun, like sitcom-y thing. I liked the characters after a while. I really got to, you know, be invested in some of them and I thought they were funny and they all had different personalities. Um, but basically three out of 10 is a game developer studio, um, called Shovelware Games, uh, that is known for putting together bad games. I don't think they've had a single game score over a three out of 10. Um, and in fact, in their like lobby, they have like a, like a thing hooked up that shows what their current rating is for their game. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the plot points is it going lower or higher based on events that you're, you and your characters are doing. It's a kind of funny setup, and um, it's basically not quite a point-and-click adventure, but you move your mm-hmm. character around uh, a, an area and, like, you know, press space to interact and talk to people, collect things, try to get as many stars as possible. Um, and the gameplay aspect of the game comes down to little mini-games that you play. Um, so if there's, like, a real-world event happening in the in the story, it's like they turn it into a, a very simple, almost like a Flash game. Yeah that you can like play through um and the episodes themselves there's five of them that are broken up into little half hour uh segments and stuff and i don't know what were your overall thoughts about playing this game so i thought it was enjoyable i i I think it was cute it was nice it was basically exactly what i I think it was exactly what it is marketed as minus mm, so it's it's like an interactive sitcom right and i took that to mean that it was going to be a little bit more like the Telltale games where, you know, you have a little bit more input on what happens or maybe not even what happens, but what you say. And, and that kind of like game. And to me, that would, that was what was going to be the gameplay, which it is not, it's, it's pretty straightforward and you have very little impact on what goes on and that's fine. Uh, But, but I thought it was nice. I I liked the characters, Uh, Pylon, who's the bald, like, He's kind of like got like greenish skin. I don't yeah, know if he's. Like, I don't know what he guy. is, but um, he's he's perhaps the best character in the whole show. He's they're they're a lot of fun. But it, it, it the the out of the five episodes, which was your favorite? Um. So the you know there is like an overarching story for this, but each episode kind of has its own theme or like basic problem, like any right. sitcom that you're yeah. watching. 
And the one that really tickled me, specifically after uh, our discussion last week, was episode three, which yep, was okay. when they basically were trying to decide like what their game was going to pivot to. Like, oh, this is the game you've been working on this whole time. We're going to pivot to a battle royale because that's the thing that makes all the money. And then it's basically the whole company like doing a live battle royale game <laughs> to try to like see whose idea is going to win <laughs> for the pivot. Um, that was also my favorite. That was oh man like i really think that was a highlight episode like you still Mm -hmm. need to play all the other ones in order to like i think make this episode land home more but like it just the way they went about the whole storytelling aspect of it i thought was absolutely hilarious no i i I totally agree uh i think it it shines best when they are just when when it's parodying other games you know, because obviously you don't do a battle royale it, like mini game. That's not what the like mini games section of that is. But it, it, the parody of battle royale is is what I found to be really enjoyable. Or uh, the parody of maybe that's the only one that they do. So like in that way, l- yeah. Go let, on. Let's let's kind of break this down just in a in a pretty clear pro and con. Uh, mm-hmm. situation okay here. so okay. let's let's start off with the pros because i think you bring up the the humor and the parody that that this uh game does and i think they do a really good job parodying uh video game things from the yep. the video game developer school in the se- second episode that's mm-hmm. making fun of these like for-profit um colleges uh, colleges the, yeah. to Just like learn out. how to like video game right. design um right. You also have um, the episode one, I think, goes into some pretty interesting areas with what it's parodying, but it's parodying like the stress um, of being in a video game uh, uh, studio. Like what like this isn't really a spoiler, not that we can really give you clear spoilers here, but basically the main character that you're playing, Midge, was hired as an artist to replace someone who basically just spontaneously (laughs) combusted (laughs) because of stress or or because of whatever. And like everyone's talking around the fact that the reason he exploded because he was like overworked and overstressed during crunch or whatever. Um, And like she gets to his desk and there's just literally like an explode, like blood just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and the, the, the... I think that if you are in video game development, this game's humor probably hits even more so. Right, right. But I still feel like a lot of the humor hit me because I, I like a good a good laugh now and again. But mm-hmm. uh, the, between the characters, the situations, and my understanding of um, video game development in general, I, I I think the that was definitely a highlight was how they were parodying everything. Well, that's the whole thing. I think for me is that I, you. I think you hit the nail on the head by saying if I was if I worked as a game dev, like it would be a lot funnier. I think because. Y- I, I can pick up like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure they get a lot of interns. But if I actually worked in the studio, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is how we are with our interns. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but I think that that uh, if, if I may throw a, a con on the table is I was talking to Elena about it and I was like, it's actually kind of the game that you would probably like. Well, actually, maybe not because I don't think it's great for like intro to video games because even though the gameplay is simple and, and I mean, it's almost non gameplay with just being a handful of mini games and walking around. I mean, I think that's perfect for people who are, you know, just starting, starting to play games and get the hang of controls. But I don't think that the jokes land with anyone outside of people who understand. I mean, I don't understand game development, but I have a general grasp of it, you know, so I, I think that that is it's kind of a more niche game than than I was initially thinking about it as in, in just in that regard. 
Yeah, because I think like looking at the office TV show, for example, I don't work in an office right. like Dunder Mifflin at all. In mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, I don't work in an office like you know a, a, a political um, Parks uh, and Rec uh, office, uh, what yeah. political whatever. But I don't work in a place <laughs> right. like that. Um, but I think those things really shine through because the characters are just such these universal weirdos in different ways that mm-hmm. they all come together, and I think that works. And we do have the universal weirdos here, but I just think the the topics, at least in these five episodes, are very specific to the video game community rather than it being just a more universal thing it's 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 not a funny for everyone kind of game for sure i would also say that that i appreciate when the mini games like parody other games at the end in the last episode uh they parody like the original legend of zelda by doing that sort of top down uh, a thing when, when two of the characters are, are trying to go to Canada, and so uh, all the enemies are like, it's like like moose, like moose, mo- yeah, moose. That's like the plural of m- mooses, moose, whatever. A lot of meese, you, you fight meese. like meese, uh, and and like hockey players, and there was like a bird that I don't know. I, I assume that is a Canadian bird or something like that. Yeah. Um, so like that's funny, or when they do the. There's like a first person section, which is uh, as Midge, you're delivering uh, coffee to the engineers. And so you it's like a uh, like a survival horror as you're like ducking underneath desks and stuff to avoid the engineers so that you can reach like the main engineer. And yeah, so, it, was so like, like, it was like a basic alien isolation kind of. Yeah, uh, right. Knock off. But, and, and that stuff for me, that's what worked the best uh, in terms of like games. And then the stuff that didn't work was. When it was just like a re like rearranging puzzle when it, mm-hmm. when they when they were like okay we'll just rearrange this room so that this guy can get out this way I'm like okay but what I did appreciate though is that you're able to skip anything and and you don't need to get like a good score to move on or, or anything like that so that I mean I appreciated that because you know I got to the midpoint of that puzzle and I was like you know what I think I'm done I think I've <laughs> seen what the game wants me to get out of this and. So I, I just skipped it because I was like, this this is not something I totally love, but you know, I don't I don't want to get like stuck here or anything like that. Yeah, like each level basically had uh, a set amount of stars you could get um, anywhere from like twenty seven to you know forty, yeah. and each mini game could give you up to five stars, and then there were other like collectibles around the world that you could just pick up random stars or doing uh, like uh, optional side quest things or side conversations. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a fun wake because it was one of those things that I was sometimes more self-motivated to um, uh, do a, like a game or get five stars than it was for any, than anything that I needed to get the five stars for because I could stop at any time. But did you did you play those like retro games in every episode? They had like a retro game that was kind of centered around Pong when you were just yeah. a little square. Yeah. And um, one of one of the things I think it was in episode five was of a breakout machine. And mm-hmm. it was like a bad game of breakout. Like it just wasn't it did not work correctly. Like you couldn't right. move, like there was it was just not a good version of breakout. And I literally like in my notes, I wrote down um, uh, that I, I didn't finish it. And I was going to talk about not finishing it. And then I wrote that on my paper and I was like, no. No, I'm not going to accept this. And I went back and beat it on the next time, and I crossed out the didn't beat. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. <laughs> well, something um, I also appreciated is each in each episode, you have the opportunity to go, or like the option, I guess, to go and play the game that they're working on. And it starts out as this like bad. It's a game where you like plays like a surfer, it's like an endless runner. Um, yeah. That, and there's it's like a joke in the in the show where it's like, well, it's an endless runner that like has an end, uh, which I never played to 
get to I never got to the end did you I don't know if there uh, even is an end in it yes uh, yes I did I, I I played all of those games to completion oh really yeah you know, I, I every time I died I was like okay okay I get it I get it but but as the episodes go on the game changes and changes and changes until it's like the surfer guy has like a rocket launcher now and he can blow up stuff and there's like ducks everywhere and uh it, it, it's it's cool and it, it's fun and it is exactly like the tone that you'd want you know it's not too serious it's it's exactly what you'd want it to be at least for me that's that's kind of how i felt about it yeah and and to re, uh to reiterate the fact that this is free yes right like yeah. it's all five episodes were released free on the epic store so i guess you just have to have an epic account in order to uh mm-hmm. get the game but they, they were all free um, and they basically they started in the beginning of August releasing them and they released one a week mm-hmm. um, for the whole, you know, for a month, for a month plus. And it was great. Like it was something like I, I played the first one like uh, a you while ago. You were talking about ago. this a while ago. Yeah. Like when it yeah. Came out, yeah. I so I, I, I played like the first two weekly when they came out and then I marathoned the last of them for uh, this podcast. But like that was it was great to kind of just like go in and have that game a little short half hour game experience. The, yeah. There's a little bit of a connecting story that a little fun thing to do. Um, and uh like I, I thought that was a cool thing about it. And if you've ever played like a Telltale game when they came out live, the problem with those oh, games sucks. is how inconsistent their release schedule is. So yeah. it's like we're gonna release one episode now, and then a, a month and a half later another one, and then a month later the other one, and then right. three months later. And it's just like when are you actually coming out with all these things? And it's just kind of hard to like keep up with them. But because of how quick this was, it was nice to be able to catch up pretty fast. Because I don't think this game is a game that's fun to marathon. <laughs> so I played it all in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I what I appreciated is that each of the episodes is like hard stop 30 minutes. At least, yeah. I mean... Well, I, if, I can if, see, if you try to five-star your shark game. <laughs> right, right. If you're longer. trying to like five-star all the games, then it's going to take you a little bit longer. But but it just for me, trying to just get through it, play the games, and be satisfied with the three stars or two stars or how many stars I got with with the games, like, you know, it's pretty much 30 minutes. And that was fun. I mean, it was, it was fun because it felt like I was just watching, you know, five episodes of a TV show in the same way that, you know, we, we sort of binge shows now. And, and sort of in that same vein. But I, I actually found it to be enjoyable, even though I did do it all in one sitting. The episodes uh, did, did blend together a little bit, so I started I had to like write down what they were about. Right. But I, mean, I think that's all sitcoms. And even though they blend together, like all the minigames are different. Like there's yeah. there barely a minigame that was the same each time. Like they were all different in terms of like one. the things that you were always doing. They're pretty creative about doing every type of gameplay from a breakout clone to a first-person shooter, right. um, which was kind of cool. Um, I think if I'm going to get critical of this game, um, I, I think the overall story didn't really build like I wanted it to. I would agree. Um, it was very slow. Like they start off at the end of the first episode, kind of putting this uh, like teaser for what's to come in the season about like one of the characters' motivations, and that really doesn't get brought up until until the like the last, last like episode. thirty seconds. Yeah, like, the last thirty seconds. It's like oh, 
And and with that, the thing that really made me upset was that they didn't even like come close to completing that storyline. And at the end of the fifth episode, it says, see you, see in, you 2021. in 2021. Yeah. And I was like, no. And like, they <laughs> like it was, I get the cliffhanger thing. And I get like, if, if this is a sitcom, that's what they want to do. But the actual story itself, I thought if they would have built it to a good cliffhanger moment and a great like final moment, I would have been more like okay with that right but i was just right. a little mad about the cu in 2021 thing because i was like well great now i have to think about this until then well here's the whole thing too it's like like exactly what you said they talk about it in the first episode and then it doesn't come up ever again until i mean it's about midge and and sort of her her motivations yeah and so why she's there and uh they they kind of set it up that oh they're going to get into it in the final episode when they really don't it's it's about pylon and uh I don't remember the other guy's name. Uh, uh, Jeff. I made that up. It's not his name. <laughs> I mean, I it's it's, it's like a Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> it's the generic it, character. Right. So like it, it's about Pylon and, and Jeff <laughs> running around in, in Canada and, and whatever. Uh, so so I, w- I wish we had we got more of that, I would agree. Because also, I mean, so I don't have a Windows computer and it only runs on Windows computers, so I had to borrow a laptop. And uh, like it was more of a hassle than maybe I wanted it to be to play. It's the kind of thing that like... You know, if I have a Windows computer in 2021 and it comes out and I hear about it, yeah, maybe I'll dip back in. But it didn't leave me being like, I need to see what happens next. You know, it just sort of was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll read about this or, or whatever. Yeah, so do you know anything about why this game is? <laughs> no, I, I okay. know literally nothing about it. All right, so I'm just going to go over a little history of it because I think it also kind of is is going back to epic i think it's a cool thing that epic is actually doing mm-hmm. with it but uh this was made by uh, a studio called terrible posture games have you played mm-hmm. anything by terrible posture games before i have not i felt a little upset because i thought they were making fun of me i was like <laughs> they know what's going on I got to uh, but they actually came out with with uh two games uh tower of guns which is basically like uh, a rogue like in which you start off and you collect random gun upgrades as you're going through this tower and i i think it keeps going i I never like beat it to the point where like i i I got to the end of it but like basically it gets harder and harder and based on the guns you get you get a different you have different runs and different things like that there's upgrades in the actual run that you have um and it was a fun it's a fun little first person game that you that that uh i suggest at least trying out if you can Mm -hmm. And then they also worked on um, Mother Gunship, which is a very similar um, uh, game to okay. Towers of Gun, in which you're kind of uh, arming a mech, I believe, and you get them different like upgrades and different things that you can uh, upgrade throughout the whole thing. I haven't played that one specifically, but it's one of those like I'm like oh I could I, I would dabble in that one if yeah, it was yeah. easy to get and available. Um, and so this is a very different game, obviously, than those kind of first-person shooter roguelike games, right? Right, right. And um, I was reading an article on Engadget by Jessica Condit, uh, who was talking about uh, the actual uh, reason this game was made to begin with. And basically, Epic came up with this um, program to have people try uh, experimental things with the Epic uh, software, and mm-hmm. they basically funded uh, Terrible Posture Games to do this to kind of experiment with um, Unreal. 
And um, the thing that they basically were able to do with this game is that they were trying this feature of Unreal that you put into a document, like your, your episode and all the different things you wanted to do, and then you inputted that into the game, and then it kind of gives you the outline of the game that you just fill in. And basically everything in the game is not like... Uh, I'm not huge with game development, so I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know this, but like you weren't putting like pre like videos and assets and cutscenes in there. Everything was done in-game and run in-game. So all the animation oh, cool. was done in the Unreal Engine, all the cutscenes were done in the Unreal Engine, all the games and everything was done in that engine without it being kind of like like cobbled together with cutscenes and videos and right, stuff right, like that. Right. So the idea here is that this was something to kind of test out this new f- uh, function of Unreal in order to cut down development time and make it easier for people to go from concept to actual game, oh, which cool. is kind of a cool thing that you have yeah. a, a experienced uh, a team doing this and putting this kind of thing together. And then, of course, Epic did it for free as a way to highlight this, but mm-hmm. they're making so much money with their Fortnite and everything else, yeah, right. uh, at least they were right um, <laughs> hey they, they still are yeah well yeah i'm sure <laughs> yeah, they, they still, still can't are. buy that floss emote though check every day real quick speaking of flossing there's that scene uh in the battle royale one i yes. wrote this down because i was like oh this is me and yeah. justin um there someone is with it was with pylon no they're with the other guy the uh the Jeff character <laughs> um, and and he's he's like flossing and like dancing and the other guy's like what are you doing and just like dancing <laughs> and it's like it, it's me and you it's me and you is what I'm saying oh yeah absolutely and, and you're absolutely. dancing you're flossing and I'm like can we can we not but hey how about we how about we don't but say we did I also loved Joan in that episode specifically but from that moment on Joan was the secretary oh, the, lady the, yeah she's great yeah, she like basically in the in the battle royale like, is like super serious. She's wearing like Sam Fisher night vision goggles yeah. and like yeah. is doing all these like covert ops like hiding in the shadow things. She jumps and then like the going, yeah, and like <laughs> and like going back and like looking afterwards. Do you know she had like a tracking bracelet on her ankle the whole time? Did she really? Yeah, so like she was like <laughs> some kind of like 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 like. Uh, a felon that she was being like tracked for and stuff. And that's I just awesome. thought that was a funny thing that it just added her to her character. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I think that's what this, this, this thing did do well is even though we're making fun of the Jeff character, all these characters had their like stereotypical, like just, uh, you know, they, they were all basic unique. exteriors, but right. then each one was like a, a more interesting and developed character. Yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend this game to other people? Yeah, it's free. Do it. Um, I, I think there's um, no reason not to uh, play th- this game. It's free. It's an easy thing to do. Um, it's basically like a place where a bunch of Flash games are together. So yeah. you can just go through and experience this story. And as you said, just treat it like you're binging a TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's plenty of episodes i think near the end the pacing got pretty bad yeah. in terms of you're, you're watching for like 10 minutes and then playing for the you know a, a bunch in a row yeah but specifically the the early missions it was pretty good about story playing story playing so mm-hmm. i was pretty engaged with it throughout the whole time so it's just a fun you know half hour if you want or get it all done in uh two, two and, and a half, half hours yeah yeah um i would i would i would recommend it i would i would say that the only caveat is like i'd recommend it but i would say that I might not recommend it to someone who isn't super plugged into like game, how like games are made or, or I guess even cause I mean, I'm not, but I'm, I understand like how the companies work and, and the different roles of, of who does what. But I mean, I don't think it's that hard to comprehend from the context of the game, you know, and they're like, okay, this is the guy who does this. Okay, cool. 
Got yeah, it. it might be. It, it might not be one of those things I like. Will actively like recommend people like, right, hey, right. dude, you gotta play three out of ten. But if someone's like, three out of ten, should I play this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Download it. Who knows how long it'll be free? Just yeah. put it. Put it in your queue. Play it one day. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think it's not a universal. Like everyone needs to play this game. It's the greatest thing ever. Pew. Pew. Are you, you shooting? Is this an Avengers? Are you shooting me Pew! with an Avengers gun? No, oh, no, no, that's actually my 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 phone alarm. Pew! Oh no, do you hear that? Pew pew pew! Oh my gosh! <gasps> I just got a fun. Oh my! A game just popped up on my phone. It's Is called it Three Out of Ten. Guess the worst game. Guess the worst game. Okay, okay, okay. Guess the worst game. Okay, so um, I went on the good website that we we were talking about earlier, the Metacritic, okay. and I I decided to look for what the three worst games on all of the major platforms were, and it's your job to guess which of these three is the worst that you can possibly get on each of these systems. Okay, now I have a question for you. And and when you, when you say worst, you were just ca- talking about Metacritic score? Metacritic score, not the user score, so it's not going to be The Last of Us Part okay, 2 okay, for okay. PlayStation. Um, so it is the Metacritic score. And obviously, like, you know, with that, not every single game gets rated on Metacritic. Like, there's plenty of, like, phone games and right, things like right, that right. that aren't there. So th- there are some things that aren't going to be represented that are terrible games on each of these systems, I'm sure. Okay. But what I'm going to be doing is giving you three different game names, sort of by alphabetical order, so you know <laughs> I didn't accidentally forget to rearrange them. Okay. And you are going to have to tell me, for one point, which game is the worst one you can buy on that system. Okay. And for another point, guess what its score is. Okay, I like this a lot. Do I have are to be ready? like exact with the score to get a yes. point? Okay. <clears throat> and just, right. just also for my own, it's out of 100 for Metacritic, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's out of 100, so like the 3 out of 10 would have been called 30, 30. out of t- 100. Okay, okay, okay. Not 30 out of 30. 30 out of 30. All right, we're going to start okay. off with the Xbox One. Okay. The Xbox One. The lowest three rated games on Metacritic on the Xbox One. Fighter Within. Okay. Robot Squad Simulator X. Okay. And Rugby 15. Yo, Justin, Peter. have you played any of these games? I have not. No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I thought I would so, know them. Um, based on those names, uh, which so one we got is Fighter X. the worst? Fi- Fighter Within. Oh, Fighter Within. Robot X. Ro- uh, Robot, Robot Squad. Squad Simulator X. It's different. Okay. The simulator is important to this game. Yeah. And, and Rugby, Rugby 15. 15. I'm going to guess Rugby 15. Rugby 15 yeah. is correct. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. You okay, got okay, okay. it. You got the first point. Now, can you guess score? on a scale of 0 to 100 what Rugby 15 scored? You know what? For poetic irony, if this is true, I'm going to guess 15. Unfortunately, no, you are okay. incorrect. It scored a hard 20. Oh, too low. Okay. Well, that's... Yeah. So, the, the, the worst game... On the Xbox One, rated on Metacritic, is Rugby 15, which scored a 20. Did that come? Is that is the 15 like referencing 2015? I would assume, but did I do any research about <laughs> okay, these terrible say, games other say. than their Metacritic score? Absolutely not. Okay. 
All right. Next okay, we're one, on to one the PlayStation in, one one. Four. You got one. That's that's great. So far, you're doing fifty percent. You're one for one for two. That's a per, if you 50%? if you were a baseball player, you would make a lot of money if you if you batted that. Fifty percent is thirty points better than rugby fifteen was on Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Number two. Next up, we have PlayStation Four. Your three games are. Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kumo, Volume 1. <laughs> okay. Orc Slayer and Rugby 15, which is the lowest scoring game. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly about Rugby 15, uh, a lot of the bugs were fixed in the PS4 version. So I believe that one's sitting at probably like a 35 on Metacritic. Uh, I. They do they do score them differently for each one. Right, so just right, because right. you know the Xbox One scored twenty does not mean it's gonna hold up. Right, right, right. So uh I'm gonna say it's not rugby fifteen. I'm gonna say so it's Orc Slayer versus Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai two Revenge of Kumo Volume One. Okay. Very important. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Afro Samurai, Revenge of Kumo, Episode One, Volume Three. All right, whatever. Am I wrong? That is incorrect. Ugh. It's Orc Slayer is the Ugh. lowest you can buy. Now, what is the Orc Slayer score? I'm going to say 18. It is 15, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I, I was going to. Oh, my gosh. I was close, it, though. It's okay. It's okay. It, you still have, you're still batting 250, which is not bad if you're a power hitter. Not so, bad. All right, so I'm going to pretend like I knew what that meant. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next, next. Next, next up, we have the next. Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. Oh, no. The three lowest rated games you can play on Nintendo Switch on Metacritic are Awkward. That's it, Awkward. Okay. Ultra Off-Road 2019 Alaska. Okay. And Vroom in the Night Sky. I'm going to go with... Wait, what was the second one? I think I'm going to go with the second one. The second one is Ultra, Ultra Off-Road, Off-Road 2019 Alaska. I'm going to go with Ultra Off-Road 2019 Alaska. Unfortunately, that Ugh. is incorrect. Ugh. Let him play, ref. Get him out of here. Room in the night sky <laughs> okay. is the lowest. With the score and of... can you guess its score? 11. 17. Gosh. I'm, I'm uh, like you... in the... I'm in the... I'm close. I'm close. You're in, the, you're in the range. You know these games are terrible. I played a game on the Switch. It was uh, 11 cents to buy, and it was called Clock Simulator. And what you do is every second you push the A button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let us now switch to uh, the iOS. We're going to switch to iOS. Okay, okay, okay. Because this one... I think this will be a fun one. Yeah. The three games are Big Rigs Over the Road Racing. Okay. NRA Varmint Hunter. Okay, well that's something, huh? <laughs> and Ride to Hell Retribution. Oh, Ride to Hell Retribution, for sure. That is incorrect. Come on. Come the correct on. answer is Big Rigs Over the Road Racing. Okay, I have what a did it score? Uh, big Rigs? Oh, that I'm remembering now. That one was 12. Incorrect. That's 8. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yo, is the ride to hell one? Is that is that like tied or like linked into like the act, the game, the console game? It could be. I again, zero research uh, okay. has been done on well, any of these games, other than I think I want to do a little bit more research on the NRA Varmint Hunter game, yeah. uh, because that seems to be an interesting one. Um, <laughs> all right, up next we have the PC. Now that's the personal computer. Oh shoot! I made a mistake. I messed this up. Okay, what's up? The last one was 
the PC, not iOS. Oh, that was on PC? Yeah, I, I messed up. I failed. I failed us. Okay. Because I, I was going to say that, that Ride to Hell Retribution, the 1%, um, that is a... That like that came out on consoles. Oh well, you know, there you go. Can you also imagine playing an NRI game on your iOS? No, I mean that is, I can't imagine playing an NRA game. <laughs> I would, uh, I would probably not, personally speaking. All right, okay. so these games are on the iOS. iOS, <clears throat> the three lowest rated games on Metacritic for iOS are Final Fantasy, All the Bravest. Okay. Kick Ass, the game. For like the movie, the game. I'm assuming, that makes but it's kick-ass the game. Okay. And Painkiller Purgatory. Painkiller Purgatory. Which is the worst of those three? I'll, if I may, before I answer, I'm surprised that iOS got these IPs, that, that there are apps being made about Final Fantasy, kick-ass, and also Painkiller. I would assume that the reason that is is because most other games wouldn't be covered on a big website <laughs> unless yeah, they had some true. kind of bigger name. That's actually very true. Uh, I'm going to say... Final Fantasy doesn't seem like that would work at all. I mean, maybe it does, but Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. That is incorrect. The oh correct answer is Kick-Ass the Game. I got one of these right so far. But don't worry. We have Stadia next. Okay. Um, what the, the is score. the score that Kick-Ass the Game got? Uh, 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 nine. 24. A respectable four? 24. Oh, 24. 24. Oh, I was like, just straight up four? That's <laughs> Yeah, just a four. It was literally the worst thing ever. It actually hurt to play. <sighs> Dang. Okay, okay. And then finally, Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> the one you've all been waiting for. Everyone's favorite system to play. Say, the only, Stadia. Like, games on there, right? <laughs> like... Yeah, and there weren't that many reviews. So yeah. <laughs> the, the three lowest rated games on Stadia are Krata, okay. Guilt, and Orcs Must Die 3. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Krata because I've never heard of this game. <laughs> and that is incorrect. Oh, my gosh. Guilt is the worst game on Stadia. Now, what did it score? Uh... Now, remember, there's not that many of them. Right, right. So I'm going to say that it's higher. So I'm going to say 47. Uh, the correct answer is 68, but wow. I would have accepted 69. Now, that takes care of all of the um, actual major systems that you can still play today. Yep, yep, yep. So now you're going to have to guess which one of these is the lowest rated average out of all of the systems, Xbox, oh, PS4, Switch, PC, iOS, and Stadia, which has the lowest rated three bottom games on it. I'm going to say PC because more, I mean, more stuff comes out on the PC. Like you get a lot more stuff on there, I think. All right. Before, before I tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah. I want you to really think about this answer. Okay. Because right now you are you are sitting at a one out of twelve. Okay. That's not a very good score. But I will officially say that if you get this right, you're the winner of this game. Okay. You won it. Okay. If you get this last one right. So I'm gonna so say with that... those stakes on the line, mm -hmm. do you want to stick with PC as the system that has the worst games on average on it? Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. You saying that makes me think no. I'm gonna say it's not iOS because I'm gonna I'm gonna use we're gonna do some deduction here. I'm gonna say not okay, iOS good. because of what we just talked about, how a game has to be of any sort of like has to be noteworthy to talk about on iOS. So that's out. I'm gonna say Stadia is also out because Stadia, <laughs> if their worst game scored 66 or 67, whatever it was, I'm gonna say that's out as well. So we're looking at 
Actually, maybe I'm going to go with the Switch. Final answer, the Switch. Are you sure that's your final answer? Don't do this to me. No, Are I'm going to go. Are you absolutely with, sure? Oh, my gosh. I'm showing just how little strength of character I have. I'm going to go with the PC, actually. Final answer, a bam. And the winner, by a mile, is the PC. Nice, nice. You are the winner of the worst game of all time game. (laughs) That's that's a clever name. I've done it. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah, the Stadia was uh was a a, a sparkling seventy percent as its overall average for its worst three games. (laughs) Okay, that I mean that makes sense though. Just that there are like. Not many games, not many people are, I think, reviewing them, right? Just because... Right, like, I mean, literally, who would want to play anything on Stadia? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, someone was asking me about it. They were like, yo, are you into this Stadia thing? I was like, no, I have a console. <laughs> like, I, have- <laughs> I got an email uh, at the beginning of quarantine being like, Stadia is going to be free for three months. And I'm like, oh, I get to use Stadia for free? I got an invite code for it? Hey, it's quarantine. I can totally start playing Destiny on this. Never set it up. <laughs> now, the email is still marked unread in my inbox, because I'm like, I'm going to come back to that. I was going to nope. say, what exactly is on? I mean, it's Destiny 2, uh, Doom Eternal, I know, came on there, and end of list. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. sorry, and then Guilt, and then the other two games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guilt, But Cairo, I don't even know if those are ones you have to pay for. I am not an expert on Stadia, nor yeah. will I ever be an expert on Stadia. Right. Um. So... I don't put my effort and thoughts into that. I am on the same page. All right. Well, uh, that said, more perhaps accurately, that played. Thanks so much for for tuning in and listening to us uh, below V8 for an hour or so about... That's a new word I learned, below V8. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, Just to talk about nonsense. Oh, okay, (laughs) Um, cool. Talk nonsensically. Uh, not that we're talking nonsensically. I think we're talking about the the hard pressing issues here. Uh, but but thanks for for tuning in and, and listening to us. We are again, Hitbox the podcast talking about all things video games, past, present, and future. If you wouldn't mind, give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on Twitter. That's at Hitbox Pod. Uh, we tweet intermittently throughout the week. <laughs> very i mean it's usually i'm tweeting when i'm editing because i hear something to talk about or i made a fun meme last time i made the did you see it i made the the thanos being like i use fortnite to destroy fortnite yes yes i thought that was clever and fun but yeah uh on point ah thank you uh thank you very much do you have anything to plug at all i mean um i'm gonna i'm gonna plug that i need a few more people to go to uh, Metacritic, and I need currently Marvel's Avengers is sitting at a 67, and that can just not do. We need to bring that score up just ever so slightly. Um, uh, so if we can get a couple of people giving it, you know, maybe a couple 72s or 73s, yeah, we might land at a score that's much more appropriate for the game. So I'd say just get a couple more critic reviews in there to get it just a little higher. What's what score do you want it to be at? You know, like 68 or a 69. I like the sex number. That's so funny. <laughs> you can you can also email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. I think we talked about this last week where it's like, yo, that email address, like hitboxofficialpodcast, why was it so hard to nail down that email? Who are all these other people who have hitbox at gmail.com? I mean, I guess it's better than putting like a series of random numbers afterwards. That's true. Could have been hitbox eight, eight, nine, six, nine. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rolls um, off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, thanks so much. Uh, I'm trying to think of a funny thing to say at the end here. I'm going to cut this out again. Splorkin. <laughs> Hopefully this episode won't be a, a three out of ten. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, later. Peace. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>